It is time to go back, not to the future, but to the 90s with our new book, Mixtape Theology, 90s Christian Edition. In Mixtape Theology, we take some of our favorite songs of the 90s like Heaven in the Real World, New Way to Be Human, Love is a Verb, and we dive deep into the lyrics and theology of those songs. It is a nostalgic ride with inspiring devotions as well as 90s retrospectives and fun insights. Michael Tate of DC Talk of the Newsboys says that you better get ready to rock out and be inspired to the core. Michael W. Smith calls it a great read. Our goal is for you to fall in love with the gospel and these songs all over again. Right now, you can get Mixtape Theology on Amazon or at Walmart.com. Now, back to the podcast. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Mixtape Theology, where we look at the theology behind our favorite 90s contemporary Christian music and poke fun at ourselves sometimes. I'm your host, Rachel Cash. So in a couple of episodes ago, I explored the theology in Kathy Dracoli's song, Everything Changes. And in it, I talked about how the gospel is the power of God to save people. And that we should be sharing the gospel with everyone, especially those who reject us, because it's the truth of the gospel that changes everything. Everything changes. But I didn't really go into the strategies of how to share the gospel. So in this episode, we are continuing that discussion as we look at the theology this time in Jackie Velasquez's 1998 song, God So Loved. And I've asked a special guest to join me today, Stephen Lauterbach from the Despite Popular Belief podcast. Stephen Lauterbach is a creator of Manifold Ministries. He's married with two kids, grew up on Christian music, and is an avid metalhead with a passion for theology and music. So as you can see, he's a mixtape theologian, and I had to have him on. So hi, Stephen. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, thank you so much, Rachel. I'm very excited to be on the show today. Well, I'm excited to have you. Stephen recently did an episode on his podcast, Despite Popular Belief, um, about key verses that we should memorize for sharing the gospel. And one of those key verses is the very famous John 3.16, which is the inspiration for the song, God So Loved. So Stephen, I know that you're a metalhead. Do you know this song. <laughs> I, I believe I've heard it before. When Christian Radio came to Cleveland, uh, I was, I was, uh, oh goodness, I don't remember how old I was. Old enough to remember music though, but <laughs> I, I've got old playlists of some of the CCM and I, I definitely recognize this song. So uh, how many Jackie Velasquez CD albums do you own? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I don't have any at the moment. My dad was the collector. My dad uh -huh. had a huge collection of CDs, and he still has it. I bet you he has most, if not all, of of those. Wow, cool! So we're gonna pick a we're gonna poke a little bit at Stephen because this is gonna be kind of a first time reacts kind of situation. Um, I don't know that he's ever heard God so loved. So we're gonna get his first impressions on the lyrics, and then we're gonna talk about the verses that Stephen thinks that we should memorize that would help us to share the gospel. So I'm gonna be reading from the original liner notes. Hear that? That's the original liner notes from the '90s. And uh, here's a little background on the song because. Looking at the liner notes gives you a lot of cool information that you might not otherwise have. So what I learned from looking at the liner notes about the song is that there's a lot of talent behind this song. This was written by Chris Eaton, 
And Chris Eaton has written so many songs in many genres, including Christian. Some of his famous songs um, you're going to recognize immediately. Amy Grant's Breath of Heaven. You've heard that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He also wrote Jackie's song On My Knees. And he wrote one of my favorite songs ever, which is No Condemnation by Lisa Bevel. Have you heard of her? That does sound familiar. Some of this is a stretch far back for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I also learned that the background vocals on this song also includes the same, our wonderful homegirl, Lisa B, Lisa Bevel. She's a background vocalist on the song. And then you've got Mark Hammerman, who produced the whole album and does keyboards and background vocals on this song. And I don't know if you know who Mark Hammerman is, but he is all over some of the most quintessential 90 CCM from DC Talk, Michael W. Smith, Carmen, Anointed for Him, and the list goes on. So like I said, this song is packed with talent. <laughs> I recognize that album cover. You hold you hold that yeah. notes up. I've seen that on my dad's shelf. So I yeah. I have heard that album before. It's a beautiful album cover. Jackie looks very beautiful. It's like she's on the beach or something. Um, and when she did this, I think she was only about 16 or 17 years old. I mean, she was really young when she did it. Her voice is very mature, so you wouldn't really know that. But yeah, she was really young when she recorded this album. That's wild. Yeah, 16 is really young, especially to get to make a living doing music in yeah. general. Like 16, that's wild. Well, if, another thing about the liner notes is that she, in the special thanks, uh, I thought this was very funny and relatable, but she said, special thanks to my mother who puts up with me on the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. What a life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the lyrics. Um, I'm going to read straight from the liner notes, just as Jesus intended us for us to do. Uh, it starts like this. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. I try so hard to find the words to say, to let you know how great it is, this God to whom I pray. Nothing can or ever will compare to the peace that flows in your soul when he is living there. Oh, I know you've been through so much. It's hard to contemplate letting go and reaching out in trust. But I know the simple truth that love is here for you. So take him at his word and see what he can do. All right. So what are your first impressions, Stephen? Oh, I love that they're quoting scripture word for word at the beginning and then they bring in like life application. That's pretty interesting to me. Uh, and especially for like music where there's lots of singing. I only say that because I, I listen to a lot of metal. Uh, but having rhyming is something that metal doesn't necessarily always have. It can, but I, I appreciate songwriters who do fit. They try to fit that cadence and that rhythm. There's a there's a mathematic uh, equation behind behind it that's amazing to me but i think it's really interesting i don't think it's cheesy at all i don't think it's corny uh i actually think that's pretty well written yeah i like it because it's a conversation it's a dialogue like she's she's trying to have a conversation with someone who's not a christian and you know for most of us we can appreciate the struggle of that sometimes like she says you know i'm struggling to find the words to say Um, And I think we can all agree with that, that it's hard sometimes, but I also love the part at the end where she says, so take him at his word and see what he can do. And that's why it's so important that when we're sharing the gospel with people, when we're sharing about Jesus, that we use God's word 
to do that. If we want them to build a trust relationship, we have to know what it is that he says. We have to go back to the source. Um, So I think it's great that you have these six verses in mind that we can share right away with people. If we memorize them, we'll have them at the ready. So you've already done a lot of work in picking and choosing these six verses. So why don't you go through those with us? Maybe tell us about why you chose them or what specifically do you think is most important in each one? Sure. Yeah. So before I compiled the list, uh, I needed... I needed to pull together other scriptures that explain why we share the gospel. Like, what? why do we even do it? So many people are familiar with Matthew 28, uh, verses 19 through 20, is the Great Commission. And we're, we're being told, we're being commanded to go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, this is important because this is this is an opportunity for us to be obedient. And... And it explains to us the process. Uh, So that was at the forefront of my mind before I chose which verses to memorize. Uh, And then another one that's important for us to keep in mind here, too, is Isaiah 55, verse 11, which says that God's word does not return void. So this scripture scripture is powerful. Scripture is powerful, and and it will work. Scripture works. So... I, I kept those in my mind as I was trying to to choose what encompasses the gospel, what's what tells the story, which pieces are critical. And so these six verses, I think, are totally critical uh, if you want to witness to people, if you want to share the gospel. And I'll just start out with number one. That's going to be Romans 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It's important to memorize this one because it explains what our condition is. It explains that we're sinners, that we are not good. I'm sure you've seen like street testimonial videos with people before where, you know, the interviewer just asks, do you think you're generally a good person? The average person would say, yes, I'm I'm pretty good. And what Romans 3.23 does is blows that right out the water. It all have sinned and we fall short of the glory of God. So now we have a condition. So verse number two that I think you should memorize is Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So why does it matter that we fall short? Well, the cost of sin is death. Because all of us are sinners, the cost at the end here is going to be your life. It will cost you your life. Well, so now, so now there's a problem. How do we deal with this? John three sixteen, which fits in with the song that you chose today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So what did Jesus do for us? He designed and completed a rescue mission. And the rescue mission is critical. And without getting too far into the weeds, like when a third of heaven was cast out with Lucifer, there was no redemption plan for fallen angels. But God's creation, humans, he did design a rescue plan for us. And like, that should be amazing. That should, that should blow your mind. It's incredible that God created a rescue plan for us. So, so now we've diagnosed the issue. We've explained what the cost is. Now we know that Jesus died for us and that this is part of a rescue mission. So then the fourth verse that I think that you should memorize is John 14, 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
So the world is going to offer a bunch of different ways to salvation or redemption or life after death. But this is very, very, very clear. This is this is just absolutely critical in Christianity is that there are no other ways to salvation. It is only through Jesus. New Age brings in all sorts of um, spiritual feelings where they say, oh, yeah, you just call it the Holy Spirit, but it's the same thing. I feel the same thing. It's like, no, nothing is like this. It is only through Jesus. It's only in Jesus' name uh, that we can be saved. Which brings us to number five. Uh, I think you should memorize Romans 10, verse 9, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This explains what we have to confess with our mouths. We confess out loud that Jesus is Lord. Very simple. So simple. And then the final one here is John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So why I memorize that one? Well, it explains who God is, and it explains that he was the Word, and he was with the Word at the beginning. So that means that Scripture is trustworthy which means everything that I just stated above can be trusted and is accurate. Scripture is trustworthy. So these six, I feel like these six scriptures really explain the whole process of realizing you're a sinner, what was done about it. Um, and I can already think of like other verses about grace and forgiveness and, and other things, but, but this really does fit the whole process of realizing you're a sinner realizing you need Jesus as your Savior, admitting that he's the Savior, and knowing that this scripture is trustworthy. Um, so if you can just come prepared when you want to witness to somebody, there is a reason why we memorize scripture too. Proverbs 7 verse 3 uh, basically tells us that we should be binding this to, to ourselves. You need to commit these things to memory, and you do have to be prepared. Um, 1 Peter 3.15 tells us to to be ready to give an account for the hope that we have. And this is a great way to do that. Pick six scriptures. They don't even have to be these six. But find some scriptures that you can memorize, because you do have to be prepared. You can't wing it. You can't wing it. You could, but <laughs> you might you might fumble over your words. Um, yeah, that's—I mean, that's basically— that's basically what, what I was able to pull together and try to consolidate. It was— Really hard to pick just six. I wanted to pick like 20, but <laughs> 20 is hard to memorize. <laughs> yes. Well, I think those are six great verses. And I think it's important for us to realize too, remember that, you know, even amongst Christians, there's some debate on the nuances of what exactly the gospel is. And, you know, Christians can get really um, specific about, well, the gospel sp specifically means this, or the gospel specifically means that, like it's holy allegiance versus rescue plan and, and all of these things. But, you know, it's, it's all of that. It's, it's all of those things. It's not just one of those. And uh, we can really get stuck on preferring a certain nuance of the gospel over other um, nuances. And I think it's probably a good idea for us 
to just remember what Paul says in First Corinthians 2 and lots of other places. He says, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Yeah. You know, so whatever verses you pick to share the gospel with someone, it needs to be centered around Jesus Christ and him crucified. Um, and so let's not make the gospel harder than it is, you know, and it's important too that we keep it simple. Just like the song says, it says, uh, I know the simple truth. Um, we want to keep it simple too, because, you know, I don't know who said it, but it's important for us to preach the gospel to ourselves like every day, you know, our entire life is a response to the gospel, our obedience, you know, everything that we do every day is in response to what Jesus did for us and, and the gospel in itself. So um, anything else you want to add to that? Uh, I would just say like people are going to be able to can tell they they'll be able to tell if you're being genuine or not. And when you have these committed to your memory, these scriptures, people will know that you've taken steps to commit this to your to your life because you believe it uh, you could bookmark it you could bookmark it and yeah there there is a certain effect to have the bible out and and people seeing you navigate your bible and that's great but committing this stuff to your memory um man it just renews your mind it is good for you and scripture commands us to memorize commands us to witness to others so um hopefully this is edifying uh to anybody that's listening and is it scary to share the gospel? Sometimes, yeah, especially when, when you know somebody is hostile towards God. Um, but God's Word does not return void, and we we act in obedience. And, I mean, Jesus was hated in his hometown, so you might be hated in your hometown for just being a follower. Uh, mm -hmm. We can do it. We got the Holy Spirit with us. Right. We can do it. Yeah, so, I mean, it is hard to share the gospel with someone, but we also— in obedience, we're also trusting and praying that whenever we do get an opportunity, that the spirit would open their eyes mm -hmm. to see and their heart to understand what they've been told, because sharing the gospel is a spiritual endeavor and any fruit that comes spiritually comes from the spirit. So we're relying on the spirit to, to do what we cannot do, trusting in his word to be powerful um, and just it's that's why it's an act of obedience. It's an act of faith to share the gospel because it's a work that the Holy Spirit does. And it's really cool that we get to participate yeah. in that process that he invites us to be part of of that. I don't know. That's just cool. Yeah, it is amazing. Uh, the Holy Spirit is doing the conversion. It is doing the regeneration of people's hearts. We're just a vessel and like run a race, you know, we the Holy Spirit's with us doing the work like that should take some of the pressure off. Yeah, definitely <laughs> take the pressure off. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining me, Stephen. And if you guys like uh, the way that Stephen teaches, which I do, I'm a subscriber. Um, you can find him on his podcast, Despite Popular Belief. And uh, we're also going to do another episode with Stephen where we're going to talk more about him and his story and his background and his the song that he has chosen, which will be Third Day's Consuming Fire. So look out for that episode. Um, so it, thanks for joining me, Stephen. <laughs> Absolutely, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks, audience, for listening. And I'll see you next time. The Mixtape Theology Podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. Find more Christian music-related podcasts at newreleasetoday.com.